0: Welcome to the Gem Revealed Podcast, where together we discover your soulmate. This is a weekly series of powerful conversations with expert speakers, thought leaders, and relationship coaches talking through the victories and villains that weave their way into our most significant relationships. Please join me, Janine Moniz founder of Gem Revealed Matchmaking to learn the raw truth regarding the pitfalls and plateaus of dating in today's society. We will have open and transparent conversations surrounding the staggering facts that one out of every two marriages fail. Let's stop this insanity and learn how to date smarter. Learn how a healthy relationship starts with you. What do you need to do differently to build the right foundation for your relationship?
1: All right. Hello, Gem Revealed listeners. I am thanking you for stopping by and listening to another episode of Gem Revealed, Self Mastery to Soulmate. I am incredibly excited today for the guests that we have, but before we jump into that, I'm just so grateful that you are here. As always every week, we want to produce a podcast that's so valuable to you and for you. It's something that you could listen to, and at the end, it really will help you to one, identify you know some stronger attributes about yourself, all an effort to have the relationship that you deserve, a long-lasting and meaningful relationship. And no doubt in my mind that today's guest is going to bring forth some incredible information. So I'm not going to hold back, and I am going to share that I have just recently met a gentleman named Garth Bruin, and wow, the pre-conversations that we have had prior to this, uh, my heart is filled. I just, I can't wait to keep getting to know this person because he certainly is, uh, immediately what comes to my mind is the word totally authentic. That is absolutely what comes to my mind. So Garth is—he uh, is someone I would say he's—he's he's a coach. But the beauty of his coaching uh, is more about self mastery and really looking within and finding that deep, authentic person inside of you to be the best version of yourself. That is something so important to um, Gem Revealed and what we stand for. So aligning uh, ourselves with him and partnering with him for this podcast. It's pretty amazing. So, Garth, I'm gonna, you know, just say hello to you. Let you say, uh, you know, say hello to our audience, and then I'll jump into what we're gonna talk about today. But, Garth, why don't you say hello to our listeners?
2: Hello, beautiful people. It's an honor, truly an honor, to be here and uh, sitting here with Janine, and we've just had such beautiful connections before this. And yeah, just excited to be here and share a little piece of my journey, so that hopefully you, as a listener, can can touch in with a certain piece of yourself that you may not have recognized before so i'm excited
1: well the one word that you used uh, the word hopefully i'm going to switch to i'm confident now i actually have spoken to you several times (laughs) i'm going to shift it to confident and the coolest part is that as uh, as we sit here we pre-record so for me it is 6 p.m at night but for garth as an aussie He's an Aussie man. Um, it is eight a.m. in the morning, which I just think is so super cool. It's the next day for him, so that's like it's just so kind of fun. But I am going to set the table for us. You know, when we talked about, you know, Garth, what are we going to talk about? And We don't pre-record. We, I mean, we don't um, we don't script. We don't prepare. This is totally raw conversation. And what we came up with uh, as a topic for us to deliver to you is how do you really get to know yourself? and begin this awareness and get to that best version. And with Garthwood, it's been it, it's been a lot of trials and tribulations. He has tripped and stubbed his toe and done a lot more of uh, that self-discovery through pain then probably many of us may have uh, maybe confessed to. And I find it so unbelievable and uh, what a privilege to talk to somebody who's willing to share that type of story. But then even more exciting is to know how we ended up on the other side and to sit there with that beautiful smile and a heart. It's just so filled with, with love. So, Garth, I'm going to hand the mic back over to you. And, and where do we mm-hmm. begin? I mean, there's a lot there. There's a lot to peel the layers back. So let's jump in.
2: So many. And one little correction is I'm a Kiwi living in Australia
1: Uh, rather than,
2: I don't know if I want to be an Australian, but I'm a Kiwi living in Australia.
1: What is a Kiwi? (laughs) I don't even know what that means.
2: New Zealander.
1: Ah, All blacks.
2: Yeah. Got it. Okay.
1: Forgive, forgive me on that.
2: No, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's a common, common mistake that happens all around the world and people can't hear the accent differences and, um, it's a beautiful thing.
0: And it's you're still 14 thing. hours ahead. That's all I know.
2: <laughs> still 14 hours ahead. That's it. But yeah. So my journey. Wow. So where do we begin? I mean, to keep it to keep it concise, there have been uh, many initiations in my life. And now I run rites of passage. So creating a space of initiation for people to have those trials and tribulations in a controlled environment to be able to experience what they're capable of. You know, in life... There have been in my life, there have been so many things way outside my comfort zone, way outside what were possible, what I thought to be possible to make it through. For example, you know, when I was uh, in my late teens, I was searching for acceptance in my life, and I ended up becoming associated with different gang members and, and some pretty dark company. And I would do anything for acceptance. I would end up fighting people. I would do, uh, I was smoking methamphetamine at the time. I was doing drugs, alcohol abuse. And I was yeah very stuck in the space of, I need to prove myself. I need to show that I'm worthy. I need to show that I'm good enough. I need other people to tell me that I'm good enough to be good enough. And I would, yeah, go out and do uh, many, many, many things that, that were not the most uh, savory, so to speak, to keep it short. But I was in deep depression. You know, I went so deep into depression at that time that I was trying to escape that by adding more into my life. I was trying to make more money. I was trying to get my validation through sexual experience. I was trying to get my, my good feelings from drugs and alcohol because life sucked. Life was miserable. I had this gray that hung over this veil that I was looking out through. And I was looking at a sunset and I would see it and I'd be like, well, I know that's beautiful, but I don't feel it. And it got so bad and to the point that I attempted to take my own life at 19. And it was in that moment, as I brought this blade to my wrist, that I had these stories running in my head. I had these words in my head that were saying, you're not good enough. Why do you even try? Everyone would be better off without you. You might as well end it now. Life is too hard. It's not going to get better. You know, you might as well just end your life now because this is how it's going to be forever. And then as I took that blade down, it was this moment of insight where it was like I got hit by a freight train in the back of the head and I just popped out and I could see myself sitting on the bed and I could see those thoughts happening. And I was watching those thoughts and it was like, what are you talking about? You have amazing friends. You have an amazing family. You have a great job. Life, life can be good. You know, what are you going into this and talking about this before? That's all complete and utter BS. And suddenly I realized, oh my God, I'm not my thoughts. And it was this moment of awareness, true awareness of going, holy, holy crap. That's not me.
1: So, so I mean, my, my mouth is already dry from the story. I'm already like sitting on the edge of my sofa, wanting to lean in on every part. It's just that there's so much to it that I don't want to move so fast to, to, you know, bypass some of the bigger things. So two things that come to my mind and you decide, you know, where, if you need to dissect it a little further, Mm. the one thing is that you said at an early age, is there anything that you would share with the listeners? What was it that gave you that, that poor self-esteem? Was there anything that you could actually identify just so other listeners can, you know, identify with you? And like, was it parenting? Was it divorce? And before you answer that, just I'll give you the next one. And then, you know, maybe you could weave it together is, uh, is you, you just said, well, actually take on that. And then, and then I'll bring you to the next one. If, if you want to answer that.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, it took me a lot of self self self-reflection and discovery to see where that came from. And what I realized is that, like my, my parents are amazing. You know, I've got such beautiful and amazing parents. And I always wondered, how did I end up so messed up when I had such a great childhood? And one of the big things around acceptance or the need to be loved by everyone was that as a child growing up, I would see my father going out and connecting with people and Whenever when I was a teenager and all through my life, people would say, Oh my God, you're Jimmy's son. Oh my God, I love your father. Your father, like everyone would say, I love your father. He's done so much. He's always there. He's always been so kind. He's always helped me out. And I love, it was always, I love your dad. No, I just like your dad, or yeah, your dad's a good dude. It was like, I love your father. And so I had this expectation on myself that for me to be good enough to for me to be um, yeah, lovable I had to be loved by everyone because, of course, yeah. the people that hated my father never spoke to me. Of course, <laughs> the people that didn't like him didn't say a word, <laughs> they just didn't speak to me, right? They didn't go, wow. Hey, Garth, oh, you're Jimmy's son. I hate your dad, you know. So, it's always just these things, and it's such a beautiful thing that I that my father is that, right? That he that he created that in his life,
1: you know, Garth. I think what's wild right now is because what I had built up in my mind was this stereotypical story of you know bad parenting you know that they were abusive and you know used drugs and you know didn't care about you and left you home and here it's turning out to be something totally different and very very identifiable that you know what I just had to reach the expectations so wow I'm I'm you know, I'm dumbfounded. And I want to just throw that other thought in there and see how you weave this together as you ended that last, um, the comments before by saying, I was blown away because as I stepped out of my body and looked down and you recognize I'm not my thoughts. My thoughts are not facts, they're feelings. And that's, you know, that's where I left off. Like, I think that's so important. So I don't know if you want to dive into that and like take it from there again, because that's amazing.
2: Yeah, definitely. Like I, uh, and I wish that I could say that I had like an Eckhart Tolle moment where suddenly I became aware and then everything was bliss and I just went and sat on a park bench for two years and everything was great. But it wasn't. It was a recognition in that moment that that doesn't have to be my thoughts, that those thoughts are just there, but I don't know how to change this yet. I don't know how to not be depressed. I don't know how to shift out of this, but I'm going to find a way there must be a way, there must be a way to be happy in this life. You know, and at that time it was like, I must, there must be a way for me to actually find fulfillment at that time. I didn't have the language for it. And I just, yeah, went out into life and I being a man also, I wanted to figure out my own way and figure out my own stuff. So I used the first tool that I, that I learned at that time, which was stuff it down even further, (laughs) stuff it down even further and everything would be great. And that worked great for about six months. And then I was, it was interesting because at that time I, I conditioned myself to the point where I didn't experience any emotions except for depression, anger, and that was about it. There was just, and depression to me is like if you're living through an emotional experience, it's ups and downs like a roller coaster. You know, you've got your high emotions, you've got your low emotions, you've got your middle emotions, you've got twirling emotions, you've got all these emotions. Whereas depression is just sort of sitting in the middle where you're just sort of waving. You're not really going up. You're not really going down. You're just sort of sitting in this weird spot. And then it's just stuffing all those emotions down until they come and in. They need to express themselves in some way. And for me, that was through anger. For me, that was through shouting, through violence, through just, and I couldn't control it because I hadn't dealt with those emotions and seen them. So therefore they took control like the Hulk. It was like the Hulk would come out and the anger would, would come through on that. So coming back to the awareness piece and from that point forwards, I was now aware of those thoughts and I would still have these thoughts come up at times of, I should just end it, it's too hard, but I could see them now. I could see those thoughts and I go, ah, there's that thought again. Okay, now we need to try, I need to find something else. I uh, ended up going to psychologists and counselors. I was ordered by the courts to go to them. And I was like, yes, an opportunity for me to stop doing this work, to stop being this, this thing that I am and reacting in this way. And I spent six months with psychologists and counselors. And I went through and I said, I want to give you everything, anything you want to hear from me. I'll give you everything. I laid it all out, all that I could at that time. And at the end of that six months, they said, Garth, you know, from everything that you've told us, there's no reason that you should be here. You know, from all you've told us, there's no reason that you should be in the position that you're in right now. And to me, that was basically saying, Garth, you're broken. You can't be fixed and you're broken. You'll never be able to get out of this. And it hit me. I was like, F you. Like, don't you tell me that I'm broken. I'm going to find a way. If you can't help me and the system can't help me, the stuff that's here right now can't help me. I'm going somewhere else and I'll find a way. I don't care how I'm going to find a way. And it's beautiful because it gave me this new zest where I was like, oh my God, yes, I get to, I get to find this right for myself. Screw everything. you
1: didn't give up? Like at that point, how did you not just get, you know, throw the towel in?
2: Because the only other option was death. The only other option was me for, for me to end it. And I had made a decision at that time where I, where I attempted at 19. I made a decision that I would never choose that. It had to go th- and I had to go through that to go, okay, that is not an option. I don't care if it takes me my entire life, but I'm going to find a way. I don't care how, but I'm going to find a way. And so every time all that would come up, every time I'd start to feel overwhelmed, and it became I actually started to appreciate the thoughts of suicide when that would come, when that would come, I'd go, oh, thank you for telling me that every that I that I'm not paying attention, that I'm not doing what I need to do, because it would be if those thoughts had come, if I got to that point that those thoughts would come up, I was suppressing. If by the time I got to those thoughts, it meant that I wasn't processing what you was really so going work. on, right, and so. Now I still have those thoughts pop up in my mind, but now it's, I realize how much it's not me. It's just a thought that pops in. And now I sit with that thought and I go, wow, huh? I could just end it all. Yeah. Huh? Interesting. And I just sit with that. What would that be like? What would that be like if I just, if I just left it all? I go, wow, I'd be missing out on this life. I'd be missing out on this opportunity to see this tree, to have this conversation, to experience this body wow, I'd miss out on so much if I wouldn't do that. And I like, I, I sit with that in contemplation. It's sitting with death, it's sitting with mortality. Wow, it's so easy. It really is an easy decision to choose that if you really wanted to choose it.
1: So, it, I mean, this is just, this is a big topic. So it's just, it needs to be handled with, you know, with such grace and, and respect, mm. right? This is a big topic. So what is it? that you did, like after you, you know, the system didn't help, right? You know, psychologists and counselors, you know, they had nothing for you. You're too smart to be here, go away. You know, what does one do? For me, I, I just, I just from a personal standpoint, for me, you know, it's faith. Like in my world and in, in my decision-making, my filters, my perspectives, it's, you know, I, it's 100% like this is where that faith Comes in for me in a god of the universe. So, outside of that, my brain can't even compute anything. So, where and, and I don't even know if that's your answer. I'm just like, where do we go from here? What 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 yeah. happens next?
2: <laughs> yeah, different I mean, I'd actually love to bring like you know, as you said, it's a big topic. Well, the thing I've realized is that in my journey and what I share with clients that come to me around this topic is it's quite simple. It's not that big. All it is is a thought. It's just a thought. That's all it is. Just like any other thought, you know, have you, ever, like, I'm sure the listeners have had the thought of, man, I'm going to kill this person, but do you do it? No, you don't act on the thought. It's just a thought. It's just the emotional charge that comes behind. Oh my God, I need to end it. Right. And then there's the shame that comes up with that and all these other pieces of like, oh my God, I'm so wrong for thinking that or having that thought. It's just another thought. You have a thought that it's a beautiful day. It's just a thought. You have a thought that, wow, like I want to end my life. It's just a thought. It's what we attach to that thought. The meaning that we place behind that, you know, does that thought then mean that your life isn't worth living or is it just that it's a thought and that, oh, this is an opportunity. Like for me, the meaning behind it now is, oh, there's a thought to remind me to appreciate life. Wow. How beautiful is that? Thank you you know? And when you say with faith, you know, for me at that time, I didn't have any connection with spirit. I didn't have any connection with any, with the universe, with God, whatever you want to call it. I didn't have any connection with that consciously. And for me, it was just faith in the possibility that there was another way. It was the faith that I could find a way, that I could find some way to find joy in my life, some way to find purpose, some way to find passion. And with that faith in that possibility, it just kept me going always. Whenever I would feel going into that darkness, I would go, all right, there is another way. I'm going to find it. And then I would keep searching.
1: So two thoughts with that. The reason you know I, I said this is such a big topic is because suicide today is such a mm. big deal. So as as you you know share the story and there's you know, so much depth because so many people could be right there. They're they're on that that edge. And mm. for you, what I hear that where where we where we are headed is for you, you recognized at some point that it's not the depths of despair. This is a thought, and that I need to just be able to control the thinking and change what, what, what's the meaning behind the thought? How do I shift this thought to create a different meaning behind it? So, was there certain, you know, training or certain things that you did? Because again, for me, and I do feel the need, and I've never done this before, but I want to feel the need just because I believe it is such a big topic you know, for me, that faith-based piece of it is, is so important because I, you know, I'm from that world that God is sovereign and he's just so amazing and that he fills our hearts and, you know, they're, they're, he gives us that purpose and the, and the, the, the whole meaning to be here. So when we shift back and you you what were those steps that you took to, to create and, and kind of close the void in your heart to how do you create the different meaning? Cause I, I truly, I wouldn't know how outside and there's, I, this is such a bigger topic than I would ever have anticipated. And knowing what I know of you now, the beauty inside of you, um, you know, I, I'm so, so curious to hear what were those steps?
2: Yeah. So to be able to, so there's, there's things that happened at that time that I wasn't able to understand how that happened at that time. Right. The new meaning that was created behind that was because of external circumstances and by chance, that was how that meaning was created, that deep meaning of like, no, I'm going to find a way. And I put so much emotion behind it that that changed the meaning, that changed the representation of those thoughts. I went, no, this is like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go that way. I'm, not, I'm courageous enough to step into whatever it takes. You know, if it takes me a lifetime, I'm going to do it. If it takes me forever, I will find a way. So there was all this emotion that was like, no, that is not okay for me to do that for myself. It's not okay for me to go down that path and to just get the easy out. That's how I That's how I made it in my mind. The meaning was, if I take my life, it's an easy out. If I stay in the game, well then I've got to grow. I'm going to have to grow. I'm going to have to become. Okay. Like, am I somebody that's courageous enough to stay in the pain? Am I courageous enough to work through what's in front of me? Am I, do I have the, the strength to be able to stay? The, the relentlessness. Like something that my friends say about me is they go, Garth, you're just relentless. And I'm like, that's because there's no other option. For me, there is no other option but to be consistently relentless in the discovery of myself.
1: So that's basically, that's, is, is that really the, the core right here is, is finding the answer within you. Just keep, keep focusing, keep digging and not giving up and having that perseverance to not give in to the, that, those dark thoughts but to turn them around and keep finding the gratitude keep finding the next way forward keep finding the reason, keep finding what what is next to give that joy to give that hope and not let one thing take you down.
2: One well, let, let's fast forward a little bit now too because that was that that decision at that time right from that level of awareness from that state of being that I was in that was the decision that I made. And then to show what that's unfolded to, let's come forwards in the journey from that decision at that time. Then I went into this this journey of discovery. I went and walked on, I mean, this is a big subject in itself, but we might not go into it hugely right now, but the Camino de Santiago pilgrimage trail in Spain and walking for over 930 kilometers, 35 days, so many insights, so many learnings that were beyond mind. And that was my first time I became connected with something beyond myself. That was the first time I had such a deep recognition without, without being an it. There were so many things that happened along the way, the synchronicities, the, the perfection of I had this thought, I had this emotion, and then this appeared in my life because there weren't distractions, there weren't all these other things. So I got to see that there was this other force at play in this life that I live and so I started to open up to what I call spirit, but spirit, God, universe, whatever, whatever it is, the the energy that permeates our universe, the energy that permeates and is the omnipotent being that lives around and within us. And I had a connection with that. And I suddenly realized that there was so much more to me than just me, than just this, this physical thing that is. And suddenly I started. But to conceptualize, oh, that, that awareness that was watching, who is that? Who is that awareness? Who is that one that when I got knocked out of my, out of my own thoughts and I could see them, I suddenly was going, who is that person? Like, or who is that being? Who is that awareness? Who is that that's watching that? Because if I'm not the thoughts, the emotions, and the feelings in the body, then, then who am I? I'm the one watching all of this. And if I'm the one watching it, then I am, I'm not a body. I'm not anything. I'm something else beyond that. And as I became realizing that I started to really connect with the things around me, And I mean, this is, this is maybe a little bit too esoteric at this time, but it's recognizing myself within life around me. And as I began to recognize myself within you, myself within the people in, in this life, I began to recognize the, 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 the God, the divinity, the, the energy that permeates the love that is you and I. And that was when I started to feel love for the first time in my life. I started to feel love. Well, first time in my adult life, I started to experience love. I I actually got to experience it from having suppressed emotions for so long. I knew that I could be grateful and I would do all these gratitude things. I could say it, but I could never truly feel it deep within my heart because I closed off so much. And so by starting to appreciate the things in front of me, And just see what was in front of me right now in this moment, not the next thing that's going to come. That was what I learned on the Camino was that this step is the only step. The sounds, the sights, the smells, the conversation. This is literally the only moment that exists. Because on the Camino, if you think about the end, it's 35 days away. So you very soon learn to let go of the end of the journey, of the next thing, of the next town. And you just come into this moment and be here. And that's for me in life. It's a philosophy I've taken with me is, how do I, what, what can I appreciate that's in front of me right now? Can I pour my appreciation on the things in front of me? Because as I can pour that appreciation through me, I am the one that gets to experience appreciation.
1: Wow. So if, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's an amazing journey, right? So where you head off to next is you take this amazing trip that, you know, many of us know a little bit about it. Obviously could never really appreciate anything that you're saying other than being there and doing that trip. And I've heard many people have had that experience. It's just so overwhelming. But what you found from it is that, Um, appreciation and that, that power of now, Um, you know, just taking that step and saying here I am and what's in front of me is beautiful. What's in front of me and having the maturity to say, I am just in love with this moment, with this person next to me in this conversation and this footstep and really just keep pushing forward and finding that appreciation in each moment. So Mm. I feel like that's, that's where we got to next. That was the next big step phenomenal and then um was there a graduating step like was there the the next one or it was just this evolution from there
2: oh it's just a constant evolution there's constant initiations there's constant new challenges where i get to see new pieces so something i've realized is that when when we process when i process things is that I'll process a a pattern or a limiting belief in my life, something that's getting in my way um, from, from becoming, from discovering myself, something that's getting in the way of the energy flowing. And as I process that, it opens me up to this new level of energy. I get to bring that energy back because there was subconscious energy going to a piece that was unresolved, a piece of trauma. And as I get, that energy back. Now I start living in this new level of awareness and it's great and I'm excited and then it's like it goes in a big circle and a loop and then it comes back to the same problem again. And I used to go, How? I thought I'd process this. I thought I would dealt with this. And now I realize that I come back to the same things, but from a new level of awareness. So I get to understand it on a deeper level because every level there's another devil. And Every time I reach that new space, it's like now now when I come back to that same thing, I'm like, oh, beautiful. I get to see this, my old friend. I get to see you again. Awesome. Let's see what's here for us now. Because I believe that your subconscious mind, your body will only give you the things that you can deal with in that moment. And so, and life will only give you what you can deal with in that moment. So anything, any challenge that's placed in front of you, you have the capacity to overcome in that moment why because it's there in front of you and i've had many times where i felt this bliss and i'm like oh my god this is oneness this is life this is what it's all about and then after that I have this huge challenge that crashes me into like so much turmoil and discomfort. And I'm like, Oh, but the life is bliss. I need to admit then the grasping to the bliss then takes away the bliss. So it's going, okay, this is where I am today. Can I be the awareness that watches what's in front of me without attaching to it and go, wow, what a movie. And when we watch a great movie, this is a beautiful recognition that I got. When we watch a great movie, what is a great movie? It's one that takes you on a roller coaster. It has twists and turns, and you don't know the plot. And things come and swipe. The things that seem the most dis, uh, most uncomfortable are the pieces that make you go, "Wow, you have to see this movie." And yet, when it happens in our life, we go, "Oh, I don't want to feel that." Oh no, this this twist came in my story that I wasn't expecting. Ah, I don't want to be in this.
1: That's so rather than, true. Rather than That's going, so "Wow,
2: what a movie! I didn't expect that one. I didn't expect like the credit card bill." To come in like that, what a twist! Wow, <laughs> now, I, now I get to be the hero in my own story and and step through with courage and go, Wow, what an adventure! How do I now find out how to figure this one out?
1: <laughs> I love, I you know, I love the way you're navigating it. And as, as we move towards more uh, of the conclusion, how did you get from uh, you know that place to now? what we would say is helping others through this like what where what did that look like and then tell us how you do help people
2: cool so the transition happened from that relentless discovery you know this has become my obsession my obsession is life my own life and and discovering who i am within you know And so I went into the whole personal development realm into the spiritual spaces where conscious communities and people discover and discovering all the tools like neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy, um, you know, there's so many modalities. I won't go into all of them now. But as I went through this journey and discovered so much about myself and learned these tools, I realized that it was a disservice. If I, if I just kept them to myself and that, I do this every day, relentlessly all the time. So why don't I share that with other people? This is what I do regardless of. I don't do it as a job because this is who I am. And so therefore, I'm just going to be who I am. And in doing that, I then get to serve other people. And so now I take men through rites of passage. um, And we go out on weekend events and we do online Programs as well for men. I'm about to set up a program for men and women on understanding ourselves and understanding each other and how to hold ourselves. It's about truly connecting with that wisdom that lies within so that you can gain insights from within yourself and recognize the sovereign being that you are. And the goal that I have is that people, after working with me, never need to come back, that they have the tools that they can go out and be in a process of discovering the jungle they navigate in their life.
1: I love when you shared the, the jungle um, analogy the other day. And uh, I don't know if you have time to share that, but what would you say for people who are listening? If they wanted to get in touch with you, where and why and how should they?
2: Cool. So would you like me to share that short story quickly?
1: I love the analogy because it was yeah. so animated and so dimensional yeah. and it really brought it to life for me. Like when you cool. shared that journey, I was like, wow, that is just crystal. That's crystallized. Cool.
2: cool. So, imagine this: you found found out that there was this m- magical pool of wisdom deep in the Amazon jungle, and it, you, you heard that it could heal all of your all of your past, all of what ails you, all of your ailments. And so, you go to the edge of the Amazon. You go out there. You have you kind of know where this is, but you don't really know exactly. And what do you do? Do you go jump into the Amazon jungle and go charging through it when you've never been through it before with all the dangers and everything else that are there in the the place you don't understand? No, you go and find a guide. And this guide, what do you do? You find one that's been on the journey, that's been to the pool many times, that can teach you along the way, that can share with you the journey so you can navigate the jungle together. Then you step out on that journey, you go out there and say it's a three-month journey, right? A month and a half to get there, a month and a half to get back. And you step your foot into the jungle and you step on a stick and you hear a crack and suddenly you freak out. And you go, oh, what's that? And the guy turns around and says, that's just a stick. Don't worry about it. And then you're walking along and you hear the sounds of the birds. You're like, oh, what does that mean? And he says, no, no, that bird call is just telling us there's some monkeys around. And you're like, oh, okay. And then you walk along and then suddenly he says, Shh, quiet, stop. To hear that sound of those birds that means there's a jaguar around so we need to navigate around this and he teaches you how to navigate that jungle what you can eat, what you can't eat what's poisonous, what's not and along the way as you go at the beginning you're not sure how to navigate the jungle but after the month and a half of trekking through that jungle getting battered and bruised and learning relentlessly on your way with nothing else distracting you you reach this pool that's out there and as you step into that pool you realize it's just a pool it's just a pool of water but what you really got was learning how to navigate the jungle on the way out there and as you did you discovered yourself and you learned what you were capable of and all of your ailments disappeared because of that journey of discovery and then you come back for a month and a half more and you're excited to learn more and you come back and you learn and you, you learn and you learn and as you reach the place where you started at the edge of that jungle the guide turns to you and says i believe from what I've seen that you could navigate your way back to that pool anytime. I wouldn't say necessarily to go everywhere else in the jungle, but right now, go back into the jungle. Find your own way out there and listen to the jungle. Learn how to hear what the jungle has to teach you for yourself so you can deepen that knowledge, deepen that understanding. And be able to navigate that jungle for yourself. And over time, you keep re-entering that jungle. You may get another guide that has other insights for you. And over time, eventually, that jungle becomes more like home than the city. And then suddenly, you're a jungle man or a jungle woman. Or a voyage man. (laughs) Or a voyage man or a voyage woman. And so that's what I do. I'm a guide that takes you through the jungle of life. I walk with people. Help them understand what are the cracks of the sticks. What are the jaguars coming? so that they can access that pool of wisdom that lies within them at any time.
1: I don't know. That is just so inc- – I love the analogy. I think it's such a beautiful analogy for most coaches, and you've just captured it in such an animated way that I, I just – I love it. I, I hope you patent it, and you just make it all yours because I love hearing it. So um, <laughs> as we, you know, lead you through the jungle here, what would you tell our listeners if they wanted to get in touch with you? How would they do that? Why would they do that? What could they expect to
2: So how you can get in touch with me is through voyagemen.com.au V-O-Y-A-G-E-M-E-N.com.au So you can find me there and you can book an appointment in if you want to come and have a one-to-one conversation and see if there's a way that I can serve you or how I can serve you on this jungle walk and why why would you come? I mean, why would you do that self-discovery? Why would you look for a new perspective? Why would you allow somebody else to give you some insight? And it's because we can only go so far ourselves. We can only navigate the jungle the way that we see how to navigate it. And when we have somebody else that can share their insights and the things they've learned along that way, it may cut years off our time. You know, I I created what I wished was there for me. I wish that this had been there for me to truly help me navigate this jungle of life in a much faster way. And so that's why I do this now is to share what I learned over seven years. And I try and share that as in a shorter amount of time as possible and help people have those insights within themselves so they can navigate that jungle. Um, And you can also follow me on Facebook or Instagram, both uh, Garth Bruin. So you'll find me there. I'm the only one on Facebook. So it's kind of nice.
1: I love it. I, I mean, I, you did not disappoint when I said that word authentic, the amount that you shared and how open and raw and honest and vulnerable and transparent you you've been what a gift. And I think the depths of, you know, what you shared can connect to so many people. And we know that through, you know, facts and data. So we know people are really feeling those feelings. So to know that you had, you know, had a, a, a date with destiny in that type of darkness, but knowing who you are now and helping people. And I do follow you, and um, you know, just seeing the journey you're on, and the, the beauty, and the peace, and the joy, and the laughter, and facing some of the things that aren't so happy, but doing it with such a different attitude. Um, what a privilege! So, I'm so excited that we've met. I'm excited to keep our. Voyage going and to keep learning from each other. So thank mm. you so much. Um, I can't. I can't say thank you enough. Is there any last things that you would say to our listeners? Maybe as like, if if they're not going to reach out, is there an action step? Is there any one last thing you would share before we say goodbye? Anything that you would want our listeners to know or to do?
2: Mm. Beautiful. First, I'd love to say acknowledge you and to say thank you so much for having such a beautiful open heart, great questions and curiosity. Um, You know, it's been such a pleasure us connecting recently. And then this time And I'm sure we're going to continue this voyage together as we go. Um, And it actually leads me to one of the things I'd love to share is a curiosity, you know, for people, for me, it's an insatiable curiosity in life that has truly gotten me through most of it is like, just being curious about life. What about this thing? What about that? What about this way? What about that way? Let's try that. And then to be aware, awareness is to be able to see the actions, you know, cons- to be a conscious human is to be able to see what's happening, see what the feedback's coming back from the actions you take and the thoughts you have, and then being able to shift and recalibrate that, constantly taking that direction forward. So, yeah, it's being curious, it's having the awareness of what's going on, and it's being relentless every minute of every day, never letting a thought cross the, the barrier or the gateway of the mind without being checked.
1: Wow. If you had only known how much alignment there is, my one of my favorite gifts I've ever received was a mug from coworkers that said, stay curious, because that is one of my mottos. Just keep asking questions, keep deepening your own knowledge. Mm. You you have been such a gift. Um, I thank you so much. I know I'm excited for us to keep continuing and, Collaborating and maybe a program or two, maybe in our future together. But what fun! Um, certainly, we'll have all of your information in uh, in the contents below on Facebook, and people are going to hear this everywhere. So I'm just so grateful to give you more exposure, and thank you for joining me in Gem Reveal. Thank you, listeners. I will look forward to
0: you next week. Have a great rest of the day.
2: Thanks, everyone.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Gem Revealed's podcast, Discover Your Soulmate. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. We really value your opinion, so please feel free to send us your question, comments, or feedback. You can email us at info at gemrevealed.com. You can also find out more about Gem Revealed services by visiting gemrevealed.com. I'll see you next time as we discover your soulmate.